The Open Book on cliffcentral.com. Good day from all of us here on The Open Book, Cliff Central. I uh, hope you've all had a great week so far. Well, I certainly did. Just came back from Abuja, Nigeria yesterday uh, to make sure that I'm with you guys today. Come on. Come on. That's how much I love you. That I come all the way from Nigeria to be with you here on Cliff Central. But it's cool. You know what? You can thank me later. Nigeria, and I'm sure most of uh, West Africa, just to give you a little bit of info. Over there, it's like a Christian fest. Seriously, it's like a Christian fest. I think if you're, if, you're South Af- if you're from South Africa, you will actually notice just how secular our country really is. So um, if you ever feel like you are alone... In your Christian beliefs or in your stance for Christ, then do yourself a favor. Just take yourself to West Africa. It is, um, it is so big. Christianity is so big that it has almost become commercial. I won't say it is. I'll say it has almost become commercial. Like in Ghana. I was in Ghana about two years ago, especially. Uh, if you, if your trading company name has a biblical reference, uh, it seems like you might just get some more business. Here are some names that I came across. There's one place that we drove past and it had this for a name. Clap for Jesus Motos. Imagine. Clap for Jesus Motos. I don't know, maybe they also were selling not only just cars, but maybe some donkeys too. Who knows? I mean, hey, that's what they wrote back in the days. And the other one, uh, the other one that I saw as well was, I mean, th- th- there were, th- there were a lot, but I remember this one specifically as well. It was Shekana Glory Supermarket. That's some blessed food you'll get from that supermarket. It's all over. True story. True story. I'm not lying to you at all. Okay, but on a serious note, what I really love most about uh, our West African Christian brothers and sisters is that they are hospitable beyond anything that I've ever experienced in, in our country, South Africa, and anywhere else in the world. When I say they take good care of you, I mean they really take good care of you. And so I want to just send a special shout out. Because I told them to listen to the show today, and I send a special shout out uh, to the to, to just the following people who looked after us so well. Um, thank you to Christian Broadcasting Network. Not only did um, did I do one interview, but I actually did two interviews with them. And not only that, but they actually gave me when we got there. They were like, "How is your wife, uh, Jennifer?" They knew her by name, and they were like, "How is your daughter, Kenzie?" That was also. You know, pretty awesome. And not only just that, but they actually got us presents. Yesterday, we were sitting at home and we were unwrapping presents. I don't know if any network here would ever do that for you. Because it seems like in other places, you must bring them presents to even get interviews or to even get your songs played. So thank you so much. And then also to We FM. Now, We FM, not only did I do two interviews and uh, obviously just did some liners for them as well, but they actually provided me with accommodation. Come on, Cliff Central, when are we going to do that? Hey, when is that ever going to happen? These people, I'm telling you, when, when I say that they go, they go beyond, um, beyond what they mean to do, I absolutely mean that. So yeah, that was WeFM and then also met a gentleman at Cool FM who had been listening to my music, uh, for like, for like the past 10 years and, 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 you know, got to be interviewed there as well. So thanks to them as well. And then also to all the churches, uh, that allowed me to minister during their services. You need to see these churches. When they say that there are a lot of people in Nigeria, there are a lot of Christians in Nigeria who go to church. 
It was like four or five thousand. And some would say, and I'd be like, is this, is this the biggest church in Abuja? Because obviously Abuja is not, you know, it's not, uh, it's not as big as Lagos. And they were like, yeah, it's okay. It's an okay number. I mean, some churches go up to like 10,000. And apparently there's something called the experience, which happens once a year in, uh, in December, around the 5th of December. And do you know how many people come to that concert? 500,000. That's how many people come to that concert. So yeah, so I'm going to call this the road to the experience. Hopefully I'll get to experience that at some point in my, uh, in my gospel, in my gospel career. So yeah. I'll be back soon to your two beautiful country pretty soon. As a matter of fact, uh, also just a special thanks to my friend Solomon, who made absolutely sure that everything ran smoothly. Um, we were driving with our windows open because there was, uh, because, because most of the gas stations were closed up. If you stood in the line, it would take you like four hours to, uh, to get to the front of the line to fill up your car. So uh, no aircon. It was about what, like 45 degrees, but it was awesome, you know? When you're in Nigeria, you need to live like a Nigerian. And thank you also so much for the food that I'd actually put up on Instagram. If you go to my Instagram page, you'll see the kind of things that I got to eat over there. So thank you. Now, on the same evening that I flew out, uh, that I flew out to Nigeria, I was part of TBN in Africa launch. Um, TBN was here before and then it kind of went away and then came back to, uh, to launch at Rhema. So now before they were based in East London, but now they're based here in Johannesburg at Rhema Bible Church. So I was a part of that. And yes, folks, it's awesome. It's awesome to, to switch on my TV and to see that TBN is back. But this time it's not on channel 341. It's on channel 343. And even when I was in Nigeria, it was on there and people were really, really excited. But, um, one of these days, I'm kind of hoping that I can get the full story behind what really happened between TBN and the now FBN, that they had to launch a whole new channel in a separate bouquet. But alas, we are happy. We are happy to have more Christian programming on our screens. So uh, come on, Duncan, just give me, let's give me some applause there. Let's welcome them with a round of applause. TBN in Africa, channel 343. Check it out, people. There's some new content that you'll absolutely love. Now, before we get into our topic of the day, um, I want to share something with you, something that I came across on, uh, on Christian Post that I thought was quite interesting. It's titled, Nine Unbiblical Statements That Christians Believe. Believe. Nine Unbiblical Statements That Christians Believe. You'll be surprised, actually, at just how many phrases that are not in the Bible, yet we think that they are all because they sound good. Uh, today I just want to share four of these with you and, uh, next week I'll hope, I'll hopefully share, uh, the other five. The first one and, uh, probably the one that's most of us, we know that this one is unbiblical, uh, but some of you may not. It is God helps those who help themselves. I've heard people say this. Uh, I've never said it because sometimes I'm better than others. <laughs> God helps those who help themselves. Now, this statement is actually, it's actually anti-gospel. It's anti what the Bible says. And, uh, it, because it, it, it depends on self-reliance and self-righteousness. Because according to the Bible, Jesus saves those who die to themselves. And this is proven in Matthew chapter 16 verse 24, um, where the Bible says, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Matthew chapter 16 verse 24. The second one, the second one is, God wants me to be happy. 
I've heard people say this. I don't think I've ever said that one. Maybe I have. I just can't remember. Can't remember things from my past. God wants me to be happy. Now, happiness is tied to feelings and emotions that are often based on circumstances. And those change all the time. God wants us to be obedient to him. That's actually the truth. So he partially wants us to be happy. But what's more important is that God wants us to be obedient to him, to trust him, and to know that everything that he does is for our good, even if it doesn't make us feel happy in that moment. Number three, and I've heard this before, we are all God's children. False. Like when they ask, what's the right, what's the right answer? True or false? Are we all God's children? We are. False. We are not all God's children. Because although God has created everyone, not everyone relationally belongs to him. I didn't make this up, guys. It's in the Bible. Only those who have repented of sin, placed their faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and possess the Holy Spirit of God inside of them, can claim him as their father. That's why the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 15 to 16, But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, but whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So only for those who have received the spirit of adoption as sons. Number four and the last one. Now, I've definitely, now I've definitely said this one before. God won't give you more than you can handle. Sometimes when we're in trouble, people say this to us. Don't worry. You know what? You'll get through it because God will not give you more than you can handle. False. I'm actually going to try and get that sound next time because I don't think I'm actually doing it all that right. Actually, all of this is more than we can handle. All of life is more than we can handle. The point of living in a fallen world is not for us to try really hard to carry our heavy burden, but rather give up. Yes, the reason that we are given more than we can handle is so that we can give up, quit, and surrender to God. That is what faith is all about. It is about giving up. Yes, children, give up. Give up and give it all to Jesus. That's what I try and do every single morning. I, I surrender. You know, I surrender all of my life to Christ because I know that what I, I mean, like what life is throwing at me, I'm not able to handle. But I know that with Jesus, everything is possible because he's able to handle everything that I have. And that is, and that is how God made it to be. So that's why in Matthew chapter 11 to verse 28, Jesus says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. He is the rest. He is the rest. Today's topic is titled, What Runs the Church? What Runs the Church? Sometimes we think that it's just the pastor's like, man, this pastor's great. He's done such a great thing. But actually, a lot of things go into running a church.
Because it is so easy for us to get into a church service, expect everything to run smoothly from lights to sound to the running order. Uh, we see sometimes the choir's got a wonderful dress codes. Uh, there's wonderful AV that's happening behind us, especially like, you know, in the, in the mega churches as, as, um, as they call it. Without actually realizing that there are people behind the scenes who have dedicated themselves to making sure that everything runs smoothly and effectively during a service. Tons of people, and not just volunteers, but people who actually do this thing professionally. Tons of people. So for the um, so for churches sometimes that are over three thousand that have over three thousand people per service, there has to be a lot of coordination and work put behind uh, the scenes to make sure that every service doesn't become chaotic because it, it absolutely could become chaotic. Do you know why? Because our God is all about excellency. And uh, today I'm uh, um, in studio. I'm joined by three gentlemen. Um, one of them is not here as yet on the open book, and we're going to chat about the subject. They are Tsepo Palwane, who's the project planning coordinator at Rayma Ministries, and uh, I also have Mr. Mpozwai, who is a sound engineer at uh, at various churches and also for various other other artists. Um, also, I have Mr. Zipo Masuku, and he is a lighting technician. Uh, also at various churches, so they know what lighting and sound is all about at the big churches and also the big and and also the small churches, because you know excellency has got to start has got to be there in the big and in the small places. Some of the churches, some of the big churches, the churches that they um, do sound and lighting for, um, they once once upon a time there were small churches, but the same excellency that was there. When there were small churches, it's, it's the same excellence that's there now that there are big churches. So I'll be speaking to them um, about our topic today, which is what runs a church, things that you should know. We'll speak to them right after this. Nobody can say no. Our topic for today is what runs a church And um, as I said before, I have three gentlemen here with me uh, Mr. Tepo Balwane, who's the project planning coordinator At Rayma Ministries And uh, Mpozoai, who's a sound engineer And uh, and Zipo Masuku, who's a lighting engineer Good morning, gentlemen Hi, morning. Good morning Yeah, good to have you all in studio If you can just Thank come you. a little closer to the mic Thank Yeah, you. Mr. Tepo, I'm going to start with I'm going to start with you You know, because you're the guy Um you're the guy who sort of runs everything, you know, never on stage. I never see you by the sound desk anywhere else. And I always wonder, what does Tsepo really do? Because somehow it seems like everybody runs to you. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe there's more work even before that. So what is, yeah. what is a project, what is a project plan at church? What does a project plan do at church? Uh, look, Lohi, so, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on, on your show. Thanks for, uh, I really thanks appreciate for being here. it. Yeah. Um, one of the words that we use for, for our department at church is special events. Yes. Uh, so at project planning, we, 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 we make sure that the events that we have in church, you know, both internal and external events uh, happen. I'm talking, uh, from Sunday services, you know, working hand in hand with the pastoral care department. Yeah. Uh, church conferences, you know, uh, so that's what we do. You know, uh, pre-planning, post-planning, and uh, also ensuring during the event itself that uh, things do happen. Mm. When you look at uh, our Sunday services, you know, because the core business of a church 
uh, it's, it's making sure that that Sunday service happen, you know, because that's where thousands of people, you know, come to hear the word of God. Mm-hmm. And we have to create an, an environment and ensure that uh, there's a conducive an environment that takes place so that those people, when they come, they can be able to hear the word, receive the word and, uh, and be led to Christ, you know. So our job yeah. is to work behind the scenes. And ensure that all the dots are, are, are dotted and all the T's are crossed from, you know, the parking lot when you come into church, uh, right to uh, the point where a person has to sit on that chair. We have to make that experience uh, uh, powerful for that particular individual. There are thousands, like at our church, you know, you have 7,000 people coming to church on a Sunday morning, you know, but the focus is really on that one individual. You know, yeah. all that we do, you know, we are focused on one individual to make sure that, uh, uh, you know, the sound is good, you know, the, the lighting is good, and the guys are here to talk about it, you know. Uh, when when they get off the car at the parking lot, there's someone there to say hello with a smile. Wow. It sounds like a lot of work because I think by the time so, – so the people even outside the church who usually lead, um, who who make sure that the traffic flows, yes. you know, flows awesomely. So those are – I mean, how many people, how many people are there who who are working to make that Sunday service happen? I think at Rayma on a Sunday morning, you know, we could be, I think we're running on about 200 volunteers. 200 volunteers. Yeah. So 200 people working on a Sunday to make sure that the 7,000 people are comfortable individually. Yes, yes individually. Wow. And it goes, I mean, what are they? Maybe you want to just maybe just name um, um, just a few Maybe like a few of the departments in terms of volunteers that are there. So, so it's the, so it's the ushers, it's the parking. Yeah, we have uh, ushers, parking attendants. We have greeters. We have uh, uh, sound guys. We have you know uh, hospitality people. You know where you know visitors after first time visitors. You know we have a uh, a room for them after the service where they go and have coffee. You know or, or drink a, a glass of water. You know so we have people to look after them there. We have counselors. Mm-hmm. We have uh, people that volunteer at children's church. Uh, you know, we have 2,000 kids uh, uh, at church on a Sunday morning. Is that per service? All three services. Wow. Yeah, 2,000 kids. And we have about uh, 1,600 uh, youth, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so we, we, we have musicians. We have... Um, uh, we, we have people that clean the garden, you know, on Sunday morning. Wow. Uh, each time when I arrive at church, you know, got up past six, six o'clock, you know, there's guys that are busy blowing leaves on the garden and cleaning. Uh, we have people, venue, uh, venue preparation department, you know, people that make sure that the carpets are clean, the chairs are clean, uh, that make sure that the toilets are clean, you know, they smell fresh and all of that because you spoke about excellence earlier on. Yes. Uh, when you talk about God and serving Him, you know, excellence, it's the, num- it's, it's the number one thing, you know. We can't have uh, events and programs out there uh, giving out or producing excellent quality. And when it comes to the church, you know, so right. we, we are substandard, you know, so uh, we have to be leading as the church. You know, the yeah. world has to take a cue from us. That's how we see it, mm. you know. So we have all these volunteers, uh, so making sure that, uh, you know, yes, we have uh, 7,000 uh, people per service, but we have all these volunteers, 200 of, of them, making sure that that one individual, when he comes to church, 
you know, there's a little heaven on earth here. <laughs> That's great. So how far in advance, how far in advance is a, is a, is a service planned and putting everything together? Uh, we are always two weeks ahead uh, in our planning. You know, uh, every week on a Tuesday uh, morning, we have two meetings, a creative meeting and a technical meeting. Mm. Uh, where we look at the previous Sunday and the coming Sunday, you know, at the, at the creative meeting, we be, we discuss, uh, uh, you know, the creative side of things uh, as far as the service is concerned. You know, I mean, the people that are in the music department would come and talk about uh, uh, the songs uh, that they will be singing, you know, the coming Sunday. Uh, what's going to be on, 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 on the announcements, you know, on the news. We have what we call RTV uh, news, you know. Uh, all that we do it on a Tuesday. Then we have a technical meeting where we discuss, you know, what went wrong, what went right, you know, from sound, electricity, uh, parking, you know, were there any uh, cars that bumped into, into each other in the parking lot, you know, how do we do, deal with such issues, you know, do we have enough volunteers, you know, uh, was there uh, a plumbing issue mm. that needs to be taken care of? And here's the thing, Louisa, uh, uh, many people think that they plumber, a, yeah. a church, you know, that's not spiritual work or a cleaner. Yeah. You know, but if I'm in there in the toilet, you know, uh, cleaning, making sure that uh, that toilet uh, it's clean, it's, 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 it's spiritual. It contributes well, to the whole. Well, it ministers to someone. Exactly. You know, it ministers to someone um, when people come to Christ because of the experience in church. That was a part of it. Yeah. You know, I think for myself, like even just as a worship leader, I know that I'm not the one making the altar call. Yeah. For, uh, you know, for, for, pe- for people to come. But, but when I see it happening, it gives me such joy to know that I had a part, no matter how small a part or how, or, or, or how big a part in making this happen because I've been part of this, you know? Yeah. Um, as much as, for instance, you know, it's, um, at Rayma, it's Pastor Ray's, it's Pastor Ray's ministry, but somehow all our ministries are also in, mm-hmm. in that, you know? Um, so you can never have, I'm sure you, uh, you and, and then people think that these things happen, but I mean, you've just mentioned that over 200 volunteers. Yes. And, uh, yet people are the very first ones to sit and go, oh, hey, you know what? Today, the sound wasn't, wasn't <laughs> nice. It's like, do you know how much work goes into that? As a matter of fact, I mean, for instance, when I, when, when I had, I wanted certain things to go slightly different instead of me standing from outside and saying, Oh no, that thing should improve. It's like I got involved yes. when I felt that like maybe that, you know, some new songs could be sung in this way or the other. So like I got involved. So I think before anybody else starts to complain, have you been involved? Yeah. You know, um, have you been involved? Have you taken yeah. part? Have you tried yeah. to change the things yeah. that you felt needed, um, that you need to change? So how if, if for someone who wants to, who wants to do what, what you do eventually? What's the best? What's the best place to start? I mean, where did you start? Uh, so you start by being available. Uh, yeah, God looks for people that are available to to serve Him. You know, I there was no special training that that I went to. You mm-hmm. know, um, even though I had been, you know, in a very small scale, you know, involved in in, in planning events and uh, all of that, but I studied none of that. I think for me. Uh, the heart to serve, you know, yeah. the willingness to, to learn, uh, having a teachable spirit, mm-hmm. um, and the ability to take criticism, you know, uh, helped me a lot to grow. Yeah. Um, 
when I started uh, in project planning, you know, uh, department, you know, my job, you know, when you have a conference, you have this goodie bags, you know, or delegate bags uh, <laughs> that they receive, you know. And I remember, and I still do some of those things in, in spite of uh, uh, how high up I've gone. You yes. Know? Uh, I remember pulling a willy bin uh, in, in, in the foyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just after the service. So thousands of people are coming out. Inside the willy bin, there's uh, goodie bags, you know, and obviously that messed up with my mind a bit, you know, because looking at where I came from, you know, from uh, uh, a point of having my own business and things like that, you start to think that, hey, you know, Loiso is going to see me pulling this thing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and all of that. But I had to do it, you know, and one step Absolutely. at a time, uh, you know, God began to increase uh, my responsibilities, you mm. know. Uh, one step at a time, you know, to a point where I could now deal with guys like you, you <laughs> <know>? <laughs> <laughs> guys at the sound desk, you know, um, uh, uh, Zippo as well, you know, but that's not where I started. You know, I'd started, uh, uh, just like a parking attendant. Yeah. Well, some of the pastors at church started, you know, started um, as parking attendants, and not to say that that job is below the others. Well, you know we spoke I mean? about cleaning toilets uh, earlier on. There's a pastor mm-hmm. at church, one of one of our own pastors. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he started, he was at venue prep, you know, and those are the guys that clean the toilets, you know, move uh, the carpet, and all of that, you know. And wow. today, he's he's, you know, that the leadership potential was always there. Yes. Uh, in him, you know, it did not start when he when he became a pastor. Yeah, leadership potential was there even when he was uh, in that toilet, you know. And him being faithful, yeah, to cleaning that toilet, you know, expanded his territory. Yeah, no, you're so right. And you know the thing is, and the thing is, who knows? M- maybe one day he'll walk past he'll walk past a toilet that's not clean as a pastor, and uh, he won't have any problem getting down and making sure that the toilet is yeah. clean. Um, the other day at church when we, when we had conference, there mm. was no one to move the pulpit. And, you know, because some of the guys are like, yeah, no, we're kind of busy. And I just thought, man, let me just get someone. I mean, it's a small thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. To just move that pulpit. But the thing is, even it doesn't matter where we're sitting because, because some of the times like there are these important, these important chairs. It doesn't matter where we're sitting. If something needs to be done, we need to be the first First people to stand up and to make sure that it's done. Uh, I've seen, uh, um, I've seen old pastors, you know, yeah. when they see that the basket is obviously, um, th- there's a bit of a confusion. They would stand up and they would go and, uh, and, and they'll start helping. And we must always have a serving heart, you True, know, yeah. always have a serving and heart. W- one of the things, you know, that uh, Pastor Ray uh, l- likes saying at church is that, uh, the people that, the souls that get saved, uh, at church, you know, he may be, Kind of like the one in the spotlight, you know, are, are preaching there, you know, bringing the message across to the people. But all of us, irrespective of where you are, in mm-hmm. making sure that the church runs, you know, and the service happens, all of us, from the guy uh, at the gate, when that one person gets saved, mm-hmm. you know, we all get equal, uh, how can I put it? Uh, equal share. Share or credit <laughs> for that. I it like doesn't that. matter who did what. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I love that. But, uh, Brampo? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Welcome. Not I've always wanted to have you on the show, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me eventually. Mpo is like, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is Mpo's why. 
Mpo, when did you, I mean, like, when you did, uh, so, so Mpo is a sound, uh, sound technician. I think that, I think that's the nice way to say it. It, it always sounds like you're the guy who welds everything together. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, technician, that's what they do, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, Definitely not a DJ. So, 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 <laughs> <laughs> so how did it start, Paul? How did you get involved in the sound department? Uh, well, it started like many years ago. I grew up in a, in a, um, Christian family where, you know, as a pastor's kid, you do everything in church. Yeah. yeah. Literally, you play the keyboard and at the same time, you, you're doing sound and, when things are going wrong, you stop playing and you go fix it, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I got involved at a very young age in church. Um, and uh, eventually the passion of being uh, in sound grew more to the point where I just said to my family, wh- whom they wanted me to be a dentist. I said to them, no, you know what, Ish, nine to five I can't do. I want to be a sound engineer. Then I, I went and studied um, engineering and... Um, that was about eight, nine years ago. And, um, and I became a sound engineer by profession. And since then, I think one thing led to another. And, uh, I started serving in church. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think for me, that was one of the biggest things that has led my, my career to actually, uh, escalate to where it is right now is, uh, serving in church. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, that's where it all began, like literally in church. It sounds like a, a typical uh, <laughs> Grammy Award winning <laughs> yeah, speech. Yeah, yeah. I began in church. <laughs> yeah. But that's where, that's And where didn't it. stay in church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's where it began. So, so I mean, Paul, yeah, you say, um, you studied. I know that there, there are obviously, there are a lot of sound engineers out there who never make it to, you know, like to where they, uh, to, to where you are. What is the, what has been your secret? To um, I mean, like to getting to getting the success that you have, just in you know in in, in sound engineering. Uh I think for me, honestly, it's 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 all about being in, in involved in church. You know, like Tepo was saying earlier on, having a, a willing heart, being available. You know, and we ne- I never realized until I actually stepped out of the environment of church permanently that church was the platform that actually helped me sharpen my skill. Yeah. Because when you're serving in a church, working in a church, you're constantly working at your skill. Yeah. Compared to when you, you're in the industry, it's now and then where you have your different gigs out there. Uh, but when you're in a church, you're constantly sharpening your skill, you know, uh, and, uh, that helps you with your character. It helps yeah. you with, um, uh, uh, the, the, the way you, you actually operate as an engineer. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think for me, that was one of the biggest things, really having uh, a willing heart to serve in church. Yeah. 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 I want to, um, after that, we're going to just take a, a, a short little break and then I want to speak about what it takes, you know, to do sound for a church with all the different elements and the different programs that take part. So, yeah, I'll be speaking to Paul after this. Download the Cliff Central app, available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store choice. Sometimes you have it and sometimes you don't. AutoTrader gives you the choice. Now you can shop, compare and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. AutoTrader new car. The choice is yours. The open book on
cliffcentral.com. So we're currently speaking to Mpo Zwai, uh, who's a sound engineer at various churches. What churches? I mean, like now, it's not just it's not just one church you're at because it used to be full time. Yeah, uh, I, I used to be uh, full time at Drama. I worked at Drama for a while. Yeah, about so now four years at Drama. And, and now the different churches now. Well, I, I, I get, I get asked to come help out at different churches, which for me, it's, it's not a problem at all. Uh, I, I love to help churches out in order to get them to a place where it's, it's operating at a, at a high yeah. standard level. So at the moment, I'm serving at Grace Point in Lone Hill. Uh, uh that's where I'm at at the moment. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And nobody can ever say, yo, I'm poor, you left us. It's like, well, my dad has a church. Uh, <laughs> true. I think <laughs> that's, the first, kid, you that's know? the first So don't ever claim me to be yours. Because <laughs> if anything, I should be there and nowhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Very true. I mean, it was hard leaving my parents and they had to believe that uh, our family would be uh, a unit building uh, their ministry. Yeah. Yeah. So. Where everybody like, like, like the cousins... Our worship leaders, the other ones are, are the cleaners. So everyone, it's like a yeah. family business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does, what does it mean? Um, uh, because you've obviously, I mean, like you've worked with, with the likes of, and you still do Mikasa. You've got an AKA show tomorrow. Uh, you do a lot of stuff. You know, we do a lot of stuff together. Um, I'm just name dropping. Um, <laughs> you, you, you've just done the We Will Worship DVD that they did just now. Uh, you pretty much, you know, you're like, you're pretty much in demand. But what is the what is the difference between between doing sound for a church than uh, than for like artists and for concerts? I think in in uh, not just in in a church, but in any anything that you do, uh, it's it's believing in the vision. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so doing sound in the church, actually volunteering in the church, is firstly believing in the vision of the church. Mm. Uh, understanding what the church stands for and believes in. So, uh, for me, uh, firstly, it was getting involved at Rama was a matter of I got pulled in to do a job. And while I was in the job, I got to understand the vision of the church, the yeah. mindset of the leader of the church. Then, then for me, it became more than just a job. It became, uh, I need to be involved in the church now, mm. not just I'm, I'm going to work. And uh, I'm, I'm leaving my job now, but I, I became part of the church, um, not the building, but part of the family of the church. So I think that's one thing that uh, we we need to get right as 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 volunteers or people who want to function in a church is yeah. that you need to believe in the vision of the church and what the church stands for. And uh, I think once you understand that serving in a church. It's going to be easier. It's going to be, be a easier. whole lot easier for you. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you get pastors shouting at you, uh, the tempo is coming to you saying, the mother's room is not working. Fix the audio there. You just smile and say, okay, I'll fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know <laughs> yeah. that, because you know that, at the, I mean, so, so then what, what are the things that, that are taking place behind the scenes? Um, what does this team comprise of? Uh, that we don't know as just a normal, as just a normal, you know, uh, parish. What's Congre- that word again? Parishioners. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love that word. <laughs> well, th- th- there's a lot. I mean, that that goes down behind the scenes. I mean, uh, for us, like Seppa had mentioned, <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna keep referring back to okay. Rayma because uh, we were all there. Um, it was. It started from Tuesday, literally. Yeah. Prepping for a Sunday, so there's a lot of work that goes in. If if there was a glitch, we have to make sure that. We sorted out at least by Thursday when there was band rehearsal. 
uh, and then when mm-hmm. Thursday came, we'd run like a Sunday service, even though mm-hmm. there was no people in the yes. in the congregation. Yes. We we'll run Thursday rehearsal as a Sunday service, so we can see if there's like any rehearsal. yeah, see if there's any glitches and stuff like that um, that we might experience. And then obviously Sunday morning six o'clock, uh, we'd be at church. That's literally two hours before church started. Uh, so we'd get all our volunteers in, everyone in, have a, a brief of what, uh, is going to happen in the church service. Yeah. And then, uh, we literally have one guy in the studio, one on stage, one at front of house, and then we'd probably have like two runners, uh, that are running to, to fix any glitches that happen in yeah. the middle of the service that, uh, we make sure at any given time, uh, it does not disturb the congregation. So sure. there's a lot that goes down behind the scenes. And there are a lot of people. I mean, like how many people are there in the sound department working at that specific service that yeah. you that you are at at that moment? I mean, uh, when I recall uh, back in the day, my days of Rama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, we had about in the auditorium alone. We probably had about uh, seven or eight sound seven guys. Seven or eight sound guys. Um, but obviously. People that are seen are the people by the desk. Yeah. But there were other guys yeah. who were running, uh, to make sure that the sound is running, the power is, is stable, uh, that projectors even, they, they're running, nothing's overheating. Uh, so there's, there's more than just the front of house guy and the stage guy that is, yeah. is running. People don't even sound. know that, people don't even know that there's another guy on the side of the stage doing the sound. Just for the people on stage. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously, you know, like, and then you, um, and then the person front of house, um, they do the, they do the sound for the speakers that the congregation then gets to, yeah, then gets they, to, hear. They get to hear. And there's constant communication between the two. Yeah, there has and, to be. There has to be in case of And then of there are a people who are putting, I mean, who are giving the right mics because you need to give the right mics and all that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, for instance, like when I went back to the control room, you know, when you see on the screens and, and, um, and, and you see the yeah. pastor preaching and, yeah. and people like that, there's a, there's a professional director with like seven or eight other people there yeah. who are working yeah. to make that happen. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. So there's a lot of people in the background. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I want to just, you know, I want to make sure that, uh, that I get Zippo in. Zippo was here an hour ago. <laughs> 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 and as not said a word, uh, Zippo is a, is a lighting technician. Oh, there we go. Po is a sound engineer and Zippo is a lighting technician. Yes, yes, yes. Zippo, chap. Hi, how are you? Like cool, man. Yeah, I just come close to the mic. I want to just hear you better. So how, imp- I'm going to just throw it out. How important is lighting to a service? <laughs> Why we can't just open the windows and just go? Yes, uh, my department is more about cre- being creative, you know? And yeah. As most people will think that it's not that important, you know. Yeah. And when I started with Rayma, uh, basically they used to just turn on the lights and turn off the lights, you know. And yeah. I had to, I had to make the department and like show them. We talk about excellence and how the concerts are run, because I worked with a couple of concerts, fashion shows, and all of that. I had to, like. Make the lighting in like department in the church, you know, and I got to work with a couple of churches, and yeah, it has become a demand now because everything has to look good because you work with you work with uh, the TV department, you know, from yeah, because when it comes to a service, not like doing a concert, doing a concert is live lighting, you know, when you do a service at church, you do a TV lighting and live lighting, 
You know. So it needs to it needs to look kind of natural, but kind of beautiful. Yes, like in paradise. <laughs> like there's no lighting, but there's lighting. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and yeah, and you have to and you have to find a balance between being creative and being functional. Yeah, you know? and because you get a lot of people, especially for my department, you get a lot of people from your temples to the pastors to a person, a random person coming from congregation saying. The lights are too bright. The lights it are too it, pink. Eh? Yeah. The lights are too flashing. You know, but we have because because we want that excellence in the church. Yeah. You know, we want to grow and we want to be on the same standards as 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 everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we have ignored that and we have pushed through that and now lighting has become a demand. You know. Yeah. Lighting. And it costs. I mean, like lighting costs a lot of money. A lot of money. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not in the tens of thousands. It's like in the hundreds of thousands. You yes, know. Yes, yes, yes. And um, true. yeah, That's I mean, true. some people have to like. Do, do, I mean, like, do, do some do, do some churches rent lighting? Yes, actually, like what what I did is I started like when I started lighting. Actually, I started as a business. I have very business oriented parents. Yeah, they, yeah. They made me go to this guy who did lighting, and he showed me this is a light. He showed me five things, and I had to start by myself and. I started as a business. So when I work with churches, they, they rent equipment from me or we outsource equipment. But well, that's cool though. Yes. I mean, I can obviously give it, give it to them at an, at an affordable rate. Yes. Yes. Say yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are churches. Mm-hmm. Call Zipo. <laughs> What's your email address? <laughs> do you still do that? Yes. 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 And I still do. So people can get hold of you who obviously want yes. to know. Do you yes. do workshops as well? Yes, I do. Wow, that's awesome. But, but I want people, you know, there's some people who come to me and they say, we need lighting. We need that to look so good. And they come with 2000 Rand. And I'm like, <coughs> you're going to get, you're going to get a spotlight <laughs> with my phone. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get a torch from my phone. Okay. Because I mean, look, and not because, and not because you're expensive, but because exactly. it does. Cost a lot, you yes, know. Yes. Electricity. I mean, like, how much electricity uh, does lighting? Does lighting take a lot of electricity? Yes, it does. But what we've done is we 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 use like it's about technology too. We use a lot of LED lights now that that use less power because most of the churches, as you know, South Africa, we go low shedding, power saving, and all of that. The environment. Mm-hmm. We had to advance fast, and that means you spend a lot of money buying these big lights that the Chinese or the Germans are producing. You know, so that you make sure that. You know, like you, you use less power mm-hmm. and you give a very effective uh, lighting. You know? Wow. Yeah. So now for churches that obviously can't afford the fancy lighting, that's more than 2,000 rands. <laughs> <laughs> what, are the, what are the basics? What are the basics that one needs for, uh, for effective lighting? Let's say if I've got a church of, because if, even for a church of like 200. Mm-hmm. Which is a church. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Let me not go there because people will be like, we don't have 200 people. <laughs> so it's like for a church of like 100 people, right? Yes. Yeah. What, yeah, what are those basics that one would need? Basically, though, those people would need like 10 parking lights. Parking lights are very LED parking lights. They're very, they're very affordable. They go but for But they like, don't look cheap. They're like a cheap disco. <laughs> <laughs> it's about how you set them up too. You is know? it? Like, eh? yes, 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 yes. It's about how you set them up because some people, they set up like it looks like a disco and like you get to a church and you, 
Dude, because some guys say, yo, these are the new ones, eh? These are the new ones. You see now, 2016, they just came out, eh? Fresh. These are the yes. ones, that, and then they'll name some church you don't know. Yes. These are the ones that eleva- Elevation uses. <laughs> You're like, wow, seriously, yo, they tour with them. We get that as well in, in, like in, in sound as well. Like when yeah. we go to a church and they're like, you see this? You two use these, eh? Yeah. And we bought it from them. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was like lighting from like 1975. <laughs> <laughs> you get that yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I mean, like, it's so important that you obviously get professionals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it may cost a bit, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously we need to, we need to make sure that we, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, like that we pay these people, this is what they do. So it's important that we get professionals to come in. Yes. It seems like it will seem like a lot, but at least it's going to be done once and properly. Yes. How can people get hold of you? Uh, they can email me on, uh, email address zero one zero brands at gmail dot com. One word. So zero zero one zero brands. Yes. At gmail dot com. Yes. You need to go to Zipo. Z i p h o. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's that's my business. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. I, I was gonna say, but you know, impose the email address is. Uh, yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine is, is derived actually from my second name, which I just dropped the J O and just went Shua. Shua, but it's an open book, so we say yeah, stuff. So Shua Darkey at gmail dot com. S H U A D A R K I E at gmail And these guys can let you know about all the things that you know. Cool. Now, a few questions. A few questions that I that I have for um for for all of us. So, what happens? What happens if someone because I've heard people say this, right? Yeah, I went to that church and it was like such a show. You know, it is more about the show than it is about the about the about the ministry. People are are at different levels spiritually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have someone that may walk into a church and say uh, that was a show. You know, let's assume that that person you know has been. Has been going, has been going, been going to a conservative church. All yeah, their conservative lives. church. So mm. you've got to understand the culture and and and, and background. Yeah, which that person uh, came out of. I was one of those people. You know, I mean, I came from a uh, uh, quite a very conservative. I'm like Mpo. You know, my dad, he's a pastor. Uh-huh. Very conservative. So when I first got exposed to this type of uh, things, it took it took some adjustment. You know, the more you go. And visit that church, you know, mm-hmm. the more you get used to it and you begin to realize that this does not affect uh, uh, the weight or, or your spirituality as such, you know, mm-hmm. as you begin to grow in the weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've, got a, I've, I've got a question here from Kodua on our WeChat and they're asking, could I make a living from working for a church? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you, it depends what your needs are. You, you, you could, uh, yeah. like, I, I got pulled out. Of, I got pulled out of my second year class. I remember, and uh, I was in class, and my lecturer pulled me out and said, "Look, Rama's offering you a job." And I said, "Oh, okay, I'll go work." I was in second year, you know, and I was like, "Okay, it's money." Um, but like I said earlier on, when you come into the church, your mindset shifts from just this is just a job to I'm actually here to serve a church. And the thing is, unless you get your mind to that point, yes. there's no ways um, that you're going to execute your job properly. Exactly. You know? exactly. So you make it easier by actually becoming part of it. Because yes. I know a lot of people who are like, you know, they play for, um, they move from church to church looking for jobs. 
you know yeah. like no now I'm playing for this church here there are special musicians musicians <laughs> and I'm playing for that church over there you know and then they leave earlier yeah. but here today the ones you know like I mean music is a big drive yeah for um, That's true. for a church but Tepo, you 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 ever you ever you seem like you had an answer for that Paul <laughs> spoke about, about vision earlier on it begins with believing in the vision yeah uh, of that church or ministry you know let me go to entrepreneurship uh, you know to explain it a bit there are many entrepreneurs, lawyers, so that would work for three years with uh, the business is not making income and he's mm-hmm. not quitting because he's not making money. But he has a vision and eventually begins to make money. Yeah. Now, when it comes to church, and it's not just Rima, you know, uh, whatever church, wherever you go, you know, uh, you've got to believe in that vision. You yeah. Know? Uh, when I started out, I was a volunteer not getting paid. And it got to a point where I uh, I, I became full-time on stuff mm-hmm. uh, and I get paid. Uh, for my time, you know, but the primary thing is that my heart knows very well that I'm there to serve. It's a blessing yeah. that, uh, you know, in doing what I love, you know, I get paid for it. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool, guys. In 30, in 30 seconds, or because uh, I need to be out of here in about a minute or so, um, what other opportunities outside? I mean, like, what happens like when other opportunities outside the church open up and you're working full time at the church? What do you do? Quick one. Okay, for what me, do you do? For me, it's, it's easy. Like the shows, usually the shows are not, the, the outside shows are usually on weekends and church is Sunday. So for me, I take them unless they, 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 they're not in line with the church, you know, because they hired me first day. I have a contract with them, yeah. you know. But if it's not like the, I take it. But Seppo, you full time? <laughs> No comment. No comment. That was, quick. That was ten seconds. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, for me, it it had to be a balance, and it's all about priority. Um, yeah. And uh, if it so happens that the show falls on a Sunday, I'd have to find a a, a dip to step in for me, and then I do, and do the work. what I decide to but do. But I can understand though, because you know, um, uh, uh, um. But Seppo's church, I mean, like, you, you, you are full-time, you know, like, yeah. full-time at the church, and that's what you do, yeah. and it takes up all your time. As for me, and this is the last thing that I'm going to say today, you know, so I started serving in church. Um, I've never been paid by the churches, by the way. Yes. Um, I'm, a, I'm a volunteer. Yeah. And so um, what started to happen is that, you know, in doing what, what I do, um, and also, you know, having a, uh, a gospel career at mm-hmm. the same time, uh, opportunities started to open up everywhere. And then what started to happen is that, especially... Last year, I started to, to, to not be able to do, to do church because so many opportunities were opening up. But then what started to happen is that I think by the end of the year, I noticed that, hey man, my life was, was getting pretty dry again. It was pretty good mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, oh wow, it's all because of me. Um, so, so when I came back to start serving this year again, I've really, op- I've, I've really seen that things are just starting to open up again, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. as much as, you may be full time or, or you may not be full time. Just make sure that you are constantly serving. True. Serving means that giving of yourself and, um, and, 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 and not expecting to get paid. I know that Paul, in the beginning of this year, you went to go, um, to go serve at a camp for, for a week. I mean, like you do a lot of this stuff and you've got big, 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 you know, gigs. So I think for whatever you do, just make sure that you just keep on serving, whether it's in a small church, whether it's in a big church, because you know what? The harvest is many, but the laborers are few. That's what the Bible says. We'll see you guys next time here on the Open Book. Bye. Thank you. This is CliffCentral.com.